the Titans, the Mount Rushmore players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see Giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. Hello, this is No Butts About It. I'm your host, Josh Butts, in my room in Indiana. My levels are peaking. Going to have to normalize that in editing. But here with me is Chuss uh, in his basement in Pittsburgh. I don't know if his bird Murray is with him or not. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah he, he is. But um, as the day progresses, he gets quiet. So he's a lot more vocal in the... Uh early part of the afternoon when we usually record today we're recording around 5 30 ish he's piped down a little bit he's calmed down he's not having as good of a time right now he's just kind of hanging out he's actually kind of sleeping it looks like but mm. now he's stretching okay so he's not well, sleeping and we're recording at 5 30 because i was at work and out in the cold and that's also why i'm more tired than i usually am and that's also why we didn't have an episode on Monday. So, yeah, sorry if you were looking for the episode on Monday. Hopefully you enjoyed last Friday's episode twice or something. I don't know. Maybe you went <laughs> yeah, back and yeah. listened to it. But, uh, yeah, wasn't an episode last Monday. So, But there were a ton of great games over the weekend, so that's what we're going to talk about. Um, but first, let's talk about Franco Harris, who passed away today this morning actually i believe <laughs> yeah i got was... the message at 6 a.m and i mean i'm gonna let you talk more about this because you're a steelers fan and obviously he was big for the steelers but it kind of sucks because the immaculate reception 50th anniversary was coming up on it's saturday isn't it yeah so um they were going to do um, basically on Saturday, Franco was going to be there um, and they were just going to celebrate the 50th anniversary. Like the whole thing was that Vegas and the Steelers were going to play on Saturday. I don't know if it's actually like the 24th is actually like the 50th anniversary or if it's like the 23rd or something. I don't know off offhand. Um, maybe that's bad that me being a Steelers fan, I don't know that right off by top offhand but it is the 50th anniversary and and it is very um unfortunate considering like franco would have been there um as of right now we don't know the cause of death um it, they just said that he died in his sleep so we don't know if it was like a heart attack if he just died of natural causes i mean he was like 72 so it's not out of the ordinary to pass away in your 70s but um i mean you know he was a football player so any anything could be causing you know, you to pass away or whatnot. Right. It could just be age. But um 
very depressing uh just for Steelers Nation and just like I feel like even just for like the NFL community as a whole like anybody that grew up like even watching him they knew how how much of a beast he was back in the the 70s and whatnot so it's it's definitely a very tragic and sad loss not only just for Steelers Nation with the event the celebration coming up on Saturday um but just just as a whole more or less um I almost had the opportunity to meet him uh a week and a half ago probably almost a week ago now um it was it I kind of kick myself now uh just because it was like a little free of a free session that um me and my one friend were gonna go to and uh I never got that chance but it, it didn't look like I was meant to meet him but uh but yeah so he did he did pass away and it's it's very sad and it's it's very heartbreaking since you know it, it was just all like it was almost like uh it was almost like the uh with uh John Madden like whenever he passed away like his documentary came out or whatever and then like he passed mm-hmm. away like a week later it almost kind of the only difference was is like with Franco it was like it's so close to the anniversary that like it's almost kind of like if he would have just lasted like a week it would have been almost like a similar to like the like to the Madden story where it was like his documentary came out and I think like a week later he passed away um so it's it's just kind of crazy how you, you just you just really never know when um a player a celebrity or just anybody in general is just gonna pass away it's kind of sad so um, it's very very sad it's a very solemn day here in uh, pittsburgh i will say that a lot of people have been posting about it and um yeah he was uh very cool to see a lot of clips of him other than the immaculate reception of him play back in the 70s um so it's tough loss here over in pittsburgh i mean yeah he was a phenomenal player a phenomenal running back he uh I mean, even obviously for Steelers fans, he's a huge deal because he played for them most, if not all, of his career. If I say yeah. all, someone's going to be like, oh, well, actually, he played five snaps for this other team. So I'm going to say most just in case. But yeah. he, he, uh, I mean, the Immaculate Reception was really what he gave that to the entire NFL. That's going to forever be in NFL history. history. Yeah. Like, that's a play. If you if you look into NFL history, that's one of the first plays that you see, and it, 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 yeah, it, there, it's just crazy. There's a lot of controversy around whether or not he caught it, um, but nonetheless, he caught it. That's what they called it, and it was impressive. And he ran it the way he ran it back, and the way the way everything just happened in that situation. Um, if you watch the videos of it and the like commentary surrounding it, it's, it's just wild. Cause you had, I believe Terry Bradshaw was the quarterback at the time yeah, throwing was... to Franco. And so it was like just this whole, like all these big names now looking back, we're working together in that moment. Yeah. So it's, it's a big deal for us to, you know, I mean, the players are getting old and it's, it's sad. I mean, like Terry's in a, um, he's in a wheelchair now. I mean, it's just like you've seen. Like, he? Yeah, I mean, it's like, I mean, he's older. I mean, he's not like mm-hmm. um, like crippled or anything, I would say. But I mean, he's just older, so it's hard for him to get around. But there's right. a video of them like promoting this um, for the Steelers. They were doing this like video promotion thing um, for this week. Actually, they're going to post it, I think, at the Saturday's game. Um, was like, do your best Francoing an approach, uh, impression where like you like, go to catch the ball and take a picture and then they'll like put on a collage and like terry was like promoting it as well as like franco and some i 
don't remember who else or who all, all was in the video, but um, there was a lot of comments being like, why is, why is Tear in a, in a wheelchair? And everyone was like, well, he's older. I mean, he's in his seventies as well. So it's just kind of sad to see like some of the greats just right. get old, like not even and just pass away, just old. Yeah. Franco, I mean, he, he was, he embodied Pittsburgh in a lot of ways. I mean, I remember going to the uh, Pittsburgh airport, flying out to New Mexico for a mission trip and, Franco Harris is in the airport. He's not, it's not like, I mean, you'd expect like Terry Bradshaw or you expect the quarterbacks, but it's very rare that you see like a running back be given a statue. And that just shows how great he was in my opinion. Yeah. It's he's, he's definitely a very well known, very well loved uh, running back, you know, here in, um, pittsburgh and the one thing with it also is that just he was very involved in the community too here um like regardless of like like his playing style like even afterwards like he gave so much back to the community he was always involved with just different volunteer just helping out in the area um he's always trying to meet fans he's always very he was always very happy to talk and just you know be a just be a part of the community so he's very he was very well loved and even after he had very well retired long ago like he was still a well-known name and i mean he has a hall of fame career i mean it's Mm -hmm. it's very hard to look past all of that but just a very very sad day just with everything coming up this week but i think and i hope that um the steelers specifically can bring home a win for him like even you put like bias and unbiasedness like aside like I feel like anybody would be like, yeah, the Steelers need to come out on top for him. I mean, except Vegas fans. I feel like most Vegas fans are going to be like, no, don't do that. But, um, but, but yeah, I am root. I mean, I always root for the Steelers, but even more now, I feel like I would totally want them to just pull out this win this Saturday, especially for him. So, yeah. Um, well, rest in peace. Uh, Franco Harris prayers going to Franco's family. By the way, the Immaculate uh, Reception did happen December 23rd, so Friday would be the 50th anniversary, whereas um, they're playing Saturday against the Raiders, who the Immaculate Reception was made against, but it'll be the day after. Yeah, I didn't think it was on Christmas Eve, so that's why I was a little iffy on that. Yeah, I don't know how everything calendar-wise works out with that, but... um, The games that happened over the weekend. Uh, first one was the Colts Vikings, and it started off pretty pretty intense. Like special teams showed up. The offense didn't really do anything for the Colts um, mm. for a while. Uh, Jonathan Taylor got hurt pretty early on. Uh, FanDuel even gave me my money back. So um, hurt me in fantasy, but we don't talk <laughs> about that. Uh, Jonathan hey, Taylor getting me two points, but whatever. They, I I went. I ended up, I'm going to be honest. I fell asleep during that game at the half. Cause I think it was 30, <laughs> okay. 33 to zero. And I woke up and I think the score was 33 to 28. And Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen were celebrating in the end zone. And I was like, what the heck? How do you, how does this happen? Right? Like, yeah. I get you're playing the Vikings and I get that the Colts defense is so banged up, but like they had shown up so well in the first half they had 
And then it looked like that they just checked out in the second. They were like, well, we don't need to make any adjustments. Um, When you're playing the Vikings, who are a Super Bowl contending team, have Justin Jefferson. Adam Thielen's a pretty good receiver. They just got TJ Hawkinson. Apparently, they just decided don't need to play on defense. Um, Offense couldn't put up anything, but that's nothing new for the Colts. No. Yeah, I I um I don't know. I think I think Indianapolis kind of went in with like a like a like a Buffalo or like a Philadelphia mentality, like um where like they started blowing out a team and then they just put in all their secondaries and just like I mean I know Indianapolis didn't do that, but like it was almost like they just kind of were like, Oh, we're content with what we're doing, let's just not do anything more as if like they as if Indianapolis was some like goaded team like Philly or something, which they're not i'm sorry to say that but um no don't be sorry like no but i mean they're not i mean the steelers aren't goaded this year either i mean it's and and i'm a pittsburgh fan but it's just like one of those things where it's just like it's basic knowledge and like you can't you can't get too lax against some of these teams because these teams are like like yes dallas blew out minnesota but also dallas is a very good team indianapolis tied with houston right i'm not it, it was houston yeah I think so. Because there's only four ties, I'm pretty sure, and it's New York and Washington and then Houston and Indianapolis. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I get Houston almost has won a couple these last two games over the last couple of weeks, but, like, they still lost. So a loss is a loss. But, like, you can't – Indianapolis, you can't get lax against a Minnesota team. But Indianapolis has beat the Chiefs. That's the thing. It's In, very weird. It's all – it's the NFL. You can't just like go in and be like, oh, this team has a one in 12 record. We're going to beat them easily because the Chiefs or the, yeah, the Chiefs almost lost to the Texans. They went into overtime against the Texans. They lost to the Colts. You can never go into an NFL game and say that. You can maybe say that in high school. I still think it's stupid because you'll, you'll end up losing. Yeah. But, um, no, I don't, I don't feel bad about calling this team a bad team because, and, I like Jeff Saturday personally, like whether he should be a head coach or not, that's a different discussion, but I think he's a great person. I think he genuinely wants what's best for the team. Not sure. Matt Ryan's the answer. Um, probably not the answer. I wish they would just no. draft a quarterback and the, the, the newspaper by my house in Indiana, the headline the day after that game in the sports section was like Colts blow historic lead and choke or something like and then like the entire article was just roasting the colts yeah (laughs) and i went to a bar um saturday night for my friend's birthday and there were so many vikings fans there like that i've never never seen these people before it was like that they decided that they (laughs) they had something to like I'm like, why are you guys here? And then people were like giving them flack. They're like, are you stupid Vikings fan? You think you're so awesome because you beat this team. The last time I remember the Colts being this bad was when Curtis Painter was the backup between uh, when uh, Manning left in like 2011 or 2010. There was the 2011 season that Curtis Painter played and they went two and 14, I believe. And then they drafted Andrew Luck, and Andrew Luck turned it around. So what I'm saying is you had to draft a quarterback before to fix it. You're probably going to have to draft a quarterback again to do it. And I don't know that this quarterback's 
class is that great. So I don't really know what you're going to do because Bryce Young isn't going to make it down to the Colts. Uh, no, no. I, I think and, he, he's definitely going to get drafted by Houston more than likely. Um, yeah. Uh, Houston's going to probably go for a quarterback. You've got uh, this kid out of Kentucky whose name I forget, but he's a, apparently a lot of people think the Colts are going to draft him. Um, but what, University CJ, of Kentucky? Yeah, I think it's Will, like Levi, Kevy. Ryan Wilson in his mock draft, which I'm not saying Ryan Wilson's always right, but he actually had this kid going above CJ Stroud from Ohio State. What do you mean, like, like, um, oh wait, hold on. Is it, um, is it Will Levis or Levis? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, yeah, I, I haven't was seen it. Re- I was trying to remember it, but yeah, because I, I also I looked it up and then I got kind of confused because um, Devin Leary just transferred to University of Kentucky. So. Yeah, no, it's, it's that's Will Levis. Yeah, and I don't know. I've heard of Stroud, and I, I don't watch college football, and I, I go I, to watch like, the tapes later. But is this is this Will Levis kid good? Because he's going above Stroud um, in some of the mock drafts. I think he's pretty good. I mean, I think Kentucky is very, was pretty good this year. I mean, I don't think Kentucky was like some dog team, but they, they did play well. And I, I did think at one point that they were a team to be beaten because at one point, I think they were like ranked eight in the in the nation. They were like really, really high. And then uh, eventually they started losing and then they fell fell out, I think. I don't think they ended up finishing ranked. Um, but they, they did look pretty good. Um, I, I, I would compare their season to being uh, – not as good as like Pitt did when Kenny Pickett was there, but probably better. I actually I don't want to say that I don't want to jump that gun real quick. I want to before I <laughs> before I say that um, I want to make sure that like what I'm saying is well, what conference well, is Kentucky in? See, this is how like out of it they're I'm in right. the SEC. They're in the SEC. Oh, so they they have a harder conference though than Pitt. Yeah, the, the SEC. They, is, yes, that's... yeah, ACC. Yeah, they they had to play in the Kentucky or they had to play in the. Uh, like the Alabamas, LSUs, and stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, so they did. Um, they did finish seven and five. So they did start off hot, but they ended up losing out um, of being mm. ranked. So, but the problem was, is you also had Georgia, who obviously is still undefeated. You had Tennessee, who was kind of creeping in there for a little bit. They finished ten and two. And obviously, you have Alabama, who's ten and two. Um, and then LSU, who I think is nine and four, Ole Miss. Like, I mean, granted, it's SEC East, and they were in the East, and the SEC West is where Alabama, LSU, Ole Miss are, and stuff like that. But like, you're you're talking about like five in the SEC that are top like ten, you know? Right. So, so, but they did have a they did they did start off pretty good. Um, I was really concerned about how UK was going to play out, and then they ended up finishing off a little not too good, but um. But they, um, I, I think he could be really good. I, he looked pretty promising. I mean, so. there, I think Ryan Wilson, I think he's for ESPN, had Colts drafting Will Levis from Kentucky and then mm-hmm. CJ Stroud falling to the Panthers. So I don't know. I know, um... I know, CJ. I'm I'm personally based on what I've seen, which again is limited. I've only really watched a little bit of film, and then I've watched the Michigan Ohio State game, which it's probably maybe an outlier. I'm not I wasn't a huge fan of C.J. Stroud, but a lot of people smarter than me are saying he's going to be a great NFL quarterback. Yeah. But I did call Malik Willis not being one, so I'm just I do have I do have a resume. I'm building up my resume. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, I, I, I think he's, I don't think he's the best quarterback to ever come out of Ohio state. I'll just put it that way. Well, that's not good because Ohio state, Ohio state doesn't have great quarterbacks. I mean, they're trying, they're currently trying to claim Joe Burrow. Well, whatever. Like, but I mean, like, I mean, name, like they, name a court, name a quarterback that came out of OSU recently that. Oh, besides, recently or just like recently? Yeah, because Justin Fields did, but he also played for Georgia. So we got Burrow, but he played for LSU. He didn't, he didn't play. Uh, the only one that I can think of off the top of my head is freaking Terrell Pryor, and he turned into a wide receiver for a little bit. Yeah, see, and then that's that, what there I'm was saying. that whole thing like, in Cleveland for a while. Yeah, I don't really. It's know what like happened it's like Notre Dame. Notre Dame doesn't turn out good. Notre Dame turns out people at every other position, but they haven't turned out a quarterback since Montana that's been worth anything, in my opinion. And yeah, that's not a I... knock on the Notre Dame quarterbacks. It's just the way it's worked out. I, hey, I mean, it just happens. I mean, like. I mean, we like, I mean, it just every position. I mean, like you very rarely get like golden boys come out of a specific position at every college every year. But I mean, then but then there's also like some players that just are just like better in college than they are in the NFL. And Ohio State always has a very good team that they build their quarterback to have so that the quarterback never really has too much to worry about. That was the thing that I had about Alabama for a while, but then Alabama actually started, like, getting good quarterbacks come out of the NFL. Like, I felt like for a while, like, I was like, this guy isn't doing anything, this guy's not doing anything. Then all of a sudden you have, like, Jalen Hurts, and, you know, like, these guys are actually, like, doing stuff now. And you're like, oh, shoot, okay. But, like, but as for um, OSU, I, I don't I don't know for sure. Um now we still got we still got some college football playoffs to see how CJ Stroud will do. Um, I believe that they play. Um, honestly, I think they. Uh, I don't know where they fell, so or they're at right now. I think they play TCU. TCU, I think Texas Texas Christian University. I think they play them, and then and then um, and then Georgia will play, um, Michigan. I think I think it's how but, it's supposed to go. But the point is, the Colts need to draft a quarterback. I mean this this weekend they're starting yes. Nick Foles. They're starting. Hey, I, I have nothing against um, <laughs> Nick Foles. Okay, like he is. I don't have anything a... against Nick. I don't have anything against Nick Foles either. But he started off as their QB three, and okay, they've gone down the depth chart. Okay, real quick, I was wrong. Uh, Georgia plays Ohio State, and Michigan plays TCU. So. That I just so that'll be that that'll be interesting to see how CJ Stroud goes against Georgia. If CJ Stroud loses to Georgia, it might drop his stock a little bit because I I think he's solid, but I don't think he's solid enough for the NFL. Hot take, maybe I don't know. But going back to the Nick Foles, I just wanted to fix myself because I want to correct my error because I didn't it, I didn't that didn't sound right to me in my head. Um, but um, anyway, um. I think Nick Foles is a solid QB too. Not sure why he wasn't to begin with, but hey, you know what? Nick Foles, I hope Nick Foles. I have Indianapolis winning this week, so um, I think it'll be a Christmas miracle for the Colts against the Chargers. <laughs> okay, moving on from roasting the Colts, um, Indianapolis. We still love you, or I still love you at least. Um, I no no love no. I'm gonna I'm gonna move on to the the the. Uh, the Lions and the Jets. Uh, Stan, the Jet fan, was not happy. I did text him. <laughs> some. Uh, they did indeed lose to 
the or the Jets lost to the Lions. Ahmad Gardner went 38 snaps without a target, though. Sauce on the Jets, which yeah. is pretty impressive. Like, yeah. um, that's I think he's, he's tied good. for fourth, fourth since they've started doing the next gen stats of like can, targets within a game. Um, yeah, I'm not sure not, entirely. I, I saw that earlier. I'm pretty sure he's tied for fourth. I forget who he's tied with. I think it was actually Chidiba. Shadobia Wuzier of the Bengals, but um, anyway, yeah. So Lions, could they make a playoff run here? Could the Lions? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think they're hot, and uh, when a team gets hot and just keep, they just keep rolling, I think um, I think they obviously could really um, make a run. I was gonna say they have a very light, like a lighter schedule if they continue to stay hot. Like they play the Panthers, the Bears, and the Packers to finish out the season. Um, I don't think that the Packers are that good. The Bears are definitely not that good, and I and we already know that the freaking Panthers are mid. So Panthers did lose to the Steelers on uh, Sunday. So, um, but somehow the Panthers can still make playoffs because the Buccaneers that, that division is awful. But I think the Buccaneers Lions suck. I think the Lions can make it. Um, obviously, they can't win the division, but I still think there's a very high chance that they make it if they just continue I, rolling. I want them to make it. You know what I love? I do, I too. Would love, I do, too. I would love a Bengals-Lions Super Bowl. I don't – Okay. Well, I, I know I'm not saying it. the Lions are going to go to the Super Bowl, but, like, I would love that. Like, I would much rather lose to the Lions than lose to, like, the freaking Vikings. Hey, I just want to see, um, like right now, I kind of want to see the uh, the Jags and Lions. If the Jags push through, I just want to see. <laughs> I just want to see like the most weird Super Bowl ever. It's like these two teams were not supposed to make it, and now they're here. It would just be so funny to me. So two I mean, the bottom Jags are... ranked teams at the beginning of the year make it <laughs> yeah, to the just, Super Bowl. Yeah, I, that's what I want right now. Is I want Jags and Lions. I don't. It's <laughs> definitely not going to happen, but it would just be so awesome if it, all of a sudden both teams just get super freaking hot in the playoffs, knock out like the Lions knock off like Minnesota or something, and the Jags just come in hot, run through Kansas City. It's just it'd just be sick. It would just be crazy. The announcers are getting the players' names wrong because they've never yeah. called these games. These they're players' like, oh. names. They're like, yeah, and that's yeah. uh, that's Tracy Lawrence. I mean, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, that's DeAndre Swift. And uh, Amonra, yeah, St. Brown, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it would be a good one. It would be a good one. Jacksonville, you can't tell me that Jacksonville. I know, I see you laughing over there. I know you can't. I know you can't. Nobody else can see it, but I can see him chuckling. <laughs> that would be. They can probably hear me laughing. That'd be it. It would be such a Doug Peterson. If Doug Peterson did that <laughs> twice, you have to put him in the Hall of Fame as a coach because oh, he did absolutely. it with the Eagles. He did it with the Eagles. So if he gets the Jags to the Super Bowl, then if he wins, you have that to just, uh, you have to put him in. I I know he probably doesn't have the winning record that um people would expect for a Hall of Fame coach, but that's impressive to get two underdog teams that far. And then Dan yeah. Campbell, like Lions fans were calling for him to be fired. I love him. <laughs> I think he's built a great culture, but the dude will not be fired at that point. It's like the Zach no, Taylor effect. No. It's People wanted Zach Taylor fired for years. Then he went to the Super Bowl and people still wanted him fired. And now those fans are like watching what's going on and they're like, 
I can't give credit to anyone. I'm not going to give Zach Taylor credit. I'm going to give everyone else credit, but not Zach Taylor. Like, there are some salty fans out there. It's stupid. Moving on, but like, oh man, a Jaguars Lions Super Bowl. You got jokes. Nice. Uh, <laughs> the the dumbest game of the week is was the Patriots Raiders game, and yeah. um, here's why. You we thought they were going to go into overtime. Um, you know, just run the ball, see maybe you get lucky, score a touchdown. But other than that, just just let the clock run run out. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, he uh, we're gonna go way over today, but we missed on Monday, so this yeah, is like a double fine. episode. Ramondre uh, Stevenson decides to lateral it back to Jacoby Myers, which okay, okay, it was a safe lateral. Maybe maybe Jacoby will work some magic. He's a pretty agile guy. Well, Jacoby Myers decided to throw it um, straight to Chandler Jones. Yes. Further, furthermore, um, I assume he was trying to throw it back to Mac Jones, who I think was the next closest guy. So even if Mac Jones would have caught it, he would have had to have tried to truck Chandler Jones, which he did try to tackle Chandler Jones. And that did not work at all. Um, Chandler Jones. I don't know how much bigger Chandler Jones is bigger than uh, Mac Jones, Chandler Jones and Mac Jones. That's going to get, but it's, it's significant. So Chandler Jones weighs in at 260 pounds and Mac Jones weighs in at 214. So nearly 50 pounds. And Chandler Jones just took it back to the uh, end zone, ended the game in a game that everyone thought was going to go into overtime because all the other games were going into overtime. Later, Jacoby Meyer, he owned up to it. He said it was stupid, but it was just really funny. Like, I don't know yeah. if you saw that live, but I, I, I didn't see I, it I didn't, live. I didn't see it live. No, I watched clips of it after it happened. So it's everywhere. It was everywhere after. Everyone was like, what the heck happened? Like, what is this? Yeah, my, my sports group chat was like, that was the dumbest ending to a game ever. And I was like, I've seen a lot of dumb endings. I've got to go confirm whether or not this is the dumbest. And that that's up there um, Yeah, for dumbest ending to a game ever uh next game i want to talk about like i don't I don't know that it's necessarily a big deal nation nationwide but i'm gonna make it a big deal nationwide okay you know exactly you know exactly what's coming it's uh Bengals and the buccaneers this uh... this game even though it had the second largest point deficit of all of all of the games in my opinion was the best game of the week because it was Burrow versus Brady. They're constantly being compared. You have the Buccaneers and Brady fighting for a playoff spot. I think the Bengals are already like 99% guaranteed. But yeah. the Buccaneers are fighting for a playoff spot. You have that Burrow, young to old generational thing. Um, you have Carlton Davis against Jamar Chase, which Carlton Davis locked up Jamar Chase, going to be honest. I think Jamar had like eight targets and only hauled in like three of them. But that game was phenomenal. And Bengals down 17-3 to at the half. A lot of fans freaking out on Twitter. And you could tell who hadn't watched a Bengals game before. 
because I I was eerily confident in this in this game. Like at the half, like I mean, it was nervous, right? Because it's like, oh shoot, it's Tom Brady. He's getting into place uh, playoff form right now. It's the game he decides to do this. But I was like, you know, Lou Anarumo, he's gonna come on. He's gonna make some adjustments. And even though our entire defense is injured, except for our linebackers and our safeties, but like pass rush, non-existent. DJ, it's like DJ Reader and crew, but Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson were both out. And so I was like, oh, shoot. Um, but they they got a lot of turnovers. I think two fumbles, um, including the buffed fake punt that actually was Giovanni Bernard, an ex-Bengal, and that became a whole thing with the reporter but uh no and then i think we got two interceptions on brady and i was screaming i was so (laughs) excited my my mom came into the room and she's like josh are you having a seizure i was like no we just picked off tom brady and there there are three quarterbacks active quarterbacks that my mom knows the name of in the nfl joe burrow for obvious reasons tom brady because he's been around forever and Patrick Mahomes because he's in like every other commercial. Yeah. And so my mom, my mom knew how big of a deal that was. She's like, Oh my gosh, they're coming back. She actually sat down and she watched the game and I did not sit down. I actually checked my phone during the game. I took 6,000 steps during the second half of the game pacing around nice. my living room. So it was a phenomenal game. Great game. I mean, Beating Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady in one season is phenomenal. Still got the Bills to play, so if we can run the gauntlet and beat Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Tom Brady in one season, I'll be feeling pretty good going into the playoffs. Um, I don't know. Was there was there any games that you you wanted to talk about? Um, none particularly. I mean, all of them were very good. I would say. I mean, my favorite of the week was just Miami and Buffalo, just because of how close it was. Um, two two teams, Miami being like a team that a lot of people were talking about consistently, but are slowly like almost like falling out because they're eight and six. Um, so they're definitely a very interesting team, and I think that they were able to keep it close with Buffalo. Granted, Buffalo pulled out the win, but it was like a three point differential, and I, I think they're both very, uh, very good teams. I mean, it was very back and forth. I mean, it was kind of slow at first. I'm not gonna lie. I even told Josh about it. I thought it was a little slow at first. But um, it picked up. It was. I thought it was a very good game that I got to watch them. I like uh, both teams. I like players from both teams. Um, so it was. It was very cool to see how um, like when big teams play up. Like granted, like um, like when Cincinnati plays Buffalo, whenever that is, like that'll be a good game to watch. Whereas like Cincinnati against Tampa, like I was like, like almost like disinterested in just because Tampa's like mediocre. I mean, Tom Brady's always. I, I know, but like Tom, Tom Brady is also playing with a mediocre team. So, but it's Tom Brady. Without Tom Brady, they would probably be like two and ten. So, so, but yeah, um, they got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Yeah, but like if they don't have a quarterback, they have Tom Brady. Well, if they didn't have Tom Brady. Oh, if they didn't saying, have Tom Brady. I if got they you. didn't have to, without Tom Brady, who like they would be terrible. Yeah, I'm not saying like no. I was not talking down on Tom Brady. I'm talking down on the fact that without Tom Brady, they would have been bad. What? What? What's up? You mentioned Me. something on Friday. Yes. What? We were talking about Tom Brady potentially going back to the Patriots, and you mentioned yes that Jimmy G could go to the Patriots as well. 
I did, yes. Two two days later, I think, I saw something on Instagram from I want to say Mike Florio, but I don't know for sure. That said, it is not ridiculous to think about Jimmy Garoppolo going to the New England Patriots. There's only one logical conclusion here. That guy, whoever it was, I want to say it was Mike Florio, listens to this podcast, and <laughs> he he is stealing our our thoughts. Apparently, so, uh, give credit where credits due. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I had to think of that off the top of my head. I that did was not. A pretty... It's a bold pick, but I think it's a it's a pick that should be considered. It's definitely a pick that I'm sticking with. I think that he yeah, I mean, could go there. So I, I don't see why not sticking with it. But the, the season the season's been so weird and so fun. You you mentioned the Dolphins are kind of falling off. Here's the thing: if they don't make the playoffs, I don't care. They're a uh, they're going to be a contender no matter what because it's Mike McDaniel's first year as a coach. Tua is still a young quarterback. Um, it's Tyreek Hill's first time on the team. Mike McDaniel is a genius. His his offensive play calling is so much fun. And it seems like he's building such a great culture on that team mm-hmm. when you see the videos of them playing. And that's not to say that other teams don't have a great culture. But we talk about building a culture. A lot of teams, it takes two to three years for the head coach to do that. Yes. You've got like Dan Campbell, Zach Taylor, two those are the two court, uh, coaches I know of where their cultures are talked about the most, the winning cultures. Yes. Um, Mike McDaniel, it just seems like he's there to have fun and the players are there to have fun, but they are going to have fun by winning. And I love that. Of all of the head coaches in the NFL, I mean, I love Kyle Shanahan, love Zach Taylor, love Dan Campbell, love – I love a lot of these guys. I think they're super smart dudes and they're, they blow my mind with their football IQ. Mike McDaniel is the guy who, if I have something pop up on YouTube, that is like Mike McDaniel's press conference. I'm like, I'm clicking on that. Cause I want to listen to that. Yeah. He he's, he's so smart, but he's so funny at the same time, the way he works the press. Yeah. Um, I, I don't necessarily think Miami completely fell off. Um, I, I just think that they're looking a little rougher than anticipated. I still think they're they're they have a pretty high chance of making it. Um, it's just competitive competitiveness, competitive division, the teams that they're playing. Um, I, I don't know where their schedule looks like the next three weeks, but it looks like they play the Dol- They put the Dolphins play the Dolphins. The, the Dolphins play the Packers. They finish out with Packers, Patriots, and Jets. Um, so all cold weather teams. Yeah. All, all, yeah. Cold weather teams. I mean, green Bay's playing in Miami, Miami's uh, the jets are playing in Miami. So the only cold game that they're going to have to worry about is new England. So, um, but I think that it's, it's kind of two of them are divisional games. Divisional games are always toss ups. Um, and then you have an NFC matchup. So, I mean, I guess it just really, it just very much depends. Um, you really, you really don't know. I mean, anything, anything can happen in the NFL. I don't think they fell off completely, and it's kind of. It, I, I hope that they make it because even if they don't go far, I, I think it'll be kind of nice to have them in it with the team that they have because they do have a pretty decent team. I just think they're losing very mediocre games. I mean, granted, Buffalo, I don't count, but because that's a 
good team, but like there are some games that are very questionable about how the heck do you lose this game? You know, but well, I don't, th- I don't think they're, it's fair to really, I mean, people will look at the records and be like, this team is way better than this team because of the record. That's not true. That's not necessarily true at all. Cause I mean, we look at the NFC South, they have oh, all have horrible records and they're in a horrible division. You look at the AFC South, they're all horrible teams. The Titans are leading the division, but the Jags are going to make a comeback and steal it. And furthermore, to further prove that point, go look at the NFC East schedule. All of these teams that have these winning records, the teams they're playing are terrible. Outside, yeah. outside of their own division, like their own NFC East division, they're not good teams. They're playing the AFC South. They're they're pillowed by the fact that half of their games are against under 500 teams. So True. Eagles, Eagles fans are like, Oh, we've only lost one game. Da, 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 da. Cool. Um, it was to the commanders. Also Jalen hurts is currently injured. He's hurt. Jalen hurts is hurt. Yeah. Granted Gardner Minshew is your backup. He's probably a pretty good, good backup as far as backups go solid but this is about the worst time other than in the playoffs for a quarterback to get hurt all i'm saying is i think that the eagles fans are probably happy that this is happening and now get now hear me out hear me out uh if you believe in superstitions i'm sure eagles fans are probably like we need this to happen because carson Wentz got hurt like two or three weeks before the season ended granted like jalen hurts is coming back but like when Carson Wentz got went down and was out for the rest of the season, Nick Foles had to go in and lead them through the Super Bowl. And everybody thought that the Eagles were out. So I'm hope I'm pretty sure like the Eagles were like, up, oh, everybody's counting us out now because Jalen Hurts is hurt. But and then all of a sudden Minshew goes through the playoffs hot, hot, red hot. And Minshew Mania <laughs> runs wild in Philly. Not with that beard. Um Oh yeah, the beard's a little suspicious. I'm not not a huge fan of the beard. They're already they're talking about like Jalen Hurts is a lock in for the MVP. And like Burrow and Mahomes, they don't have a shot at it. But the thing is, I don't really care about MVP that much. Like, cool. Like, if he won it, yeah, I'm going to be excited if Burrow won it. But I'm also, if the options are MVP or Lombardi Trophy, I'm definitely going to make the run for Lombardi Trophy. Would much rather have, I mean, Cam Newton has an MVP. He doesn't have a Lombardi Trophy. Like, yeah, he'll never. Yeah, he. Do, I don't think he'll ever have a Lombardi Trophy unless they he, throw him no. back into the, like a like a backup position somewhere or something. But no, um, I, but I, I look at rings more than MVPs because who cares about if you were the best player in the NFL? Because in the end, you didn't win the championship. Like if you did, then it's one thing. But if you went through the playoffs and you lost in the first round or something, like if Mahomes went in, got MVP, but lost to the bummy freaking, I don't know, LA chargers because of the seventh seed or something. Um, it just, it just means it, nothing. I mean, Super Bowl MVP. Okay. Okay. That. Well, Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP. That, that I get be, that's, that's different yeah, though, that's, because that's, I think that's, no, I agree. That's your championship important. MVP. Yeah, yeah. So, but like season MVP, uh, it's, that's like a participation trophy being like, you're the best <laughs> in the part in the season that like you did good. <laughs> It's like you could literally be like defensive player of the year could go to a, a six and 10 team because it could be like JJ Watt who, for the Cardinals 
who the Cardinals already got eliminated from playoffs. It's like, congratulations, you got defensive player of the year. You got a player that's D- DPOY. But then you realize that the Arizona has nothing else to show for it other than, yes, we have this player, but they don't, they didn't win the division. They didn't, they won maybe what, four games so far this year. I mean, it's just, I don't, I mean, I understand it. It's good stuff. But even last year, TJ Watt won defensive player of the year. And I'm thrilled about that. But I think about it. I'm like, we have nothing to show for it other than a nine, eight or yeah, nine, eight and one season or nine, seven and one season and a crushing loss to Kansas City in the playoffs, 42, 14. So congratulations. Where, where your quarter, where your quarterback literally was like, we should not be here. Like I yeah, had a vacation yeah. book. I yeah, do not ben want to play in this game. Yeah, Ben was like, yeah, I wasn't expecting to be here, but we're here. Like the game shouldn't like literally like because Vegas beat the Chargers, they both could have they both could have tied and they both would have made it. But no, it was Wentz. It was the Colts lost to the oh, Jags. Yeah. yeah, well that it was that and then Vegas and the Chargers couldn't tie. And then they went to overtime and the Chargers or the Vegas like um Daniel Carlson kicked a field goal to win the game with like three seconds left. If he would have missed the field goal, the Steelers would have missed playoffs and the Chargers and the Raiders would have both made it. But because the Raiders mm, kicked and won the field right. goal, they knocked the Chargers out. But the big thing was, is the Jags had to, uh, the 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 Jags and the Colts, that whole thing. The Jags had to beat the, the Colts. It was, it was like, it was like a miracle. It was literally like a miracle, but like, and somehow we made it in and we're like, all right, well, I, here we are. I can already see the angry emails from or the angry texts I'm going to get from Philadelphia fans who listen to the show about you calling the MVP uh, participation trophy. But I mean, hey, I mean, you're not wrong. Aaron Rodgers got it the last two years and the Packers did. Don't Man. do anything. Hey, listen, like, I mean, if Jalen Hurts gets MVP, that's great. Like, it, that's good for him. But also, like, it, that doesn't matter if you're not winning a bowl, it doesn't matter if, unless you're winning, like if he goes in, wins the, like whether he starts or not, like if he wins the MVP and doesn't play until the, you know, the NFC championship and then wins the Super Bowl, then he, even if he doesn't get Super Bowl MVP, but he gets MVP for the season or whatever, like, there you go. You're MVP of the season and you want a Super Bowl. It's like, okay, cool. But if you go in and lose, like I said, in the divisional round to some bummy team or just some random team and you're like, oh yes, we got MVP. It's like, who cares? So Jalen Hurts is a great quarterback. Don't get me wrong, but it's maybe it's a controversial side on my part. But I, I literally couldn't care less about. Um, I, th- I, th- I think it's a very or, controversial take on your part. Um, but that's because you're but, toxic. Yeah, but it's also but these are points that like I mean I'm glad that they award people for being good, but also like I like if I if, if somebody could literally be like the best offensive player ever and play for a two and 14 team and be offensive player of the year for <laughs> 10 years straight. But if he doesn't lead them to the playoffs, it means it doesn't mean anything. Like it means something for his career, but for the team as a whole, what does it mean? So, so just hope Jalen hurts gets you to a super bowl buddy at my Eagles fans. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love that long little rant that you had. Um, Okay, let's just move on to tomorrow's game. Your yes. Super Bowl pick versus the New York Jets. The Jaguars oh, versus the Jets. Um, uh, who gotta go? Gotta who, go with the Jags, man. They're hot. They hot. Jags. Jags are hot, and I also don't know who the quarterback for the Jets is going to be tomorrow. That that's a problem. <laughs> I think that's yeah. Like I okay, I get like you want to give Zach Wilson a chance. You want to give 
Mike White a chance. It's great. Phenomenal. I think both the guys should get their chances. At the same time, if I were a wide receiver, or if I were an O-lineman even, I'd be like, who the heck is going to be leading this offense this week? I, ever, I feel like every time you're going into work on Monday, you don't know. Yeah, every time you're it's, going it's, to camp, you're confused. And Saul is not telling the press anything. So I was like, oh, yeah. we'll see who. That, that'd be so confusing. I would hate that. I um I agree. Um, it's kind of I mean it'd probably be even annoying for Jets fans. Even like you think about like I'm sure like Jets fans are probably like even Stan. He's probably a little upset, uh, just because like it's very inconsistent. Like at least in Pittsburgh, like like we kind of had a feeling Mitch was gonna start, even though some people were like, oh Mason might start, but you kind of just assumed that Mitch was gonna start, and he did. But like to like just kind of like flip flop back and forth between quarterbacks, like it just reminds me of my uh my friend from uh from home his name's connor doubt he's listening to the show but maybe i'll tell him to listen because i name dropped him today but it reminds me of this one time in madden during the season where he had two mediocre um quarterbacks and he just kept switching them around during the game and i'm not gonna lie like it was probably the funniest thing because he'd be like this guy just threw a pick i'm putting back in this guy and i don't remember who they were i think one was some random draft man or whatever but and then it was some uh I don't remember what his name was, um, but he was a backup for the Carolina Panthers at one point. Um, and it was Jay somebody. Walker? No, 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 no. This was like 2019, 2020. So it was like, he had spiky hair. I don't remember his name. I thought it was like Will, Will something. I don't know. Oh, Will, um, Frick, he was a 2019, Will Greer. Yeah, Will, yeah, Will Greer. He had Will Greer and then some other random quarterback, like I said, he had, and he had Will Greer, another random quarterback and some other random quarterback. Those two, I don't know, but I remember Will Greer because I played him and Will and he, and Will Greer proceeded to get six touchdowns against me and one pick. And I was mad at him. And then um, the other picks, like the other quarterbacks, like he would shuffle through all three of them um, in game. And now I know that's a little off topic, but it just kind of reminds me of what the jets are doing. Cause they're like, Oh, Mike white this week. And it's like, they're just like flipping a coin at this point. They're like, Oh, guess what? It landed on its side. We don't know actually which one it was. So we're actually going to go with Joe Flacco this week. And you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Jets fans, what? <laughs> like Jets organization, what is going on? Put the punt but, like, I, I know Mike white has been beat up. He's been injured, but it's, it's so, I'd be so annoyed if I was Mike white. Cause he's been playing well when he's healthy. Then he gets Zach Wilson thrown in and then he gets taken out. And then like, Maybe you know who the Colts should go for if they if they refuse to draft a quarterback if the Colts absolutely if Chris Ballard is just like no we will not draft a quarterback go get Mike White yeah go get Mike White I think that'd be a good move for the Colts because he's gonna be he's, cheap he's got to be give cheap. him a draft pick yeah I give him a draft pick too give him right, a draft yeah, pick but... it's like a second or third round pick or something because I'm sure the Jets will take that because give him that Ryan pretty good. <laughs> Oh yeah, give him that round. A nice, a nice uh, veteran backup to develop Zach Wilson <laughs> next to Joe Flacco. Yeah, <laughs> the two most mediocre Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Ever. Yeah, I don't think I don't. Uh, Matt, a lot of people were commenting in the comment section that after Matt Ryan blew that game and the Super Bowl, should he even be considered for? But that's Hall historic. Of Fame? That is historic. Yeah, he's a, he's in the record book for two games that are questionable. But exactly. That that's a big that's a big thing. People will be talking about that in fifty years. 
We've got the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, and then we're going to have the 50th anniversary of the 28-3 and three Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. That'll be uh, yeah. forever in, etched in history. Unfortunately, I had to witness it, but whatever. I witnessed it, too. I know, but I, I, think... I, I didn't. I didn't want to witness it. I'm not a huge. I'm sorry, but I do not like New England teams. <laughs> I just. That's, I mean, always... I'm not sorry about it. I don't like New England teams either. I don't like the Patriots. I don't like the Bruins. I don't like the Un... Red Sox and Celtics and whatever the hell else they have. Unless Rob Gronkowski or Julian Edelman wants to come on the show, then I love New England teams. Yeah, <laughs> or Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah, if a Patriots fan come or a Pat not a Patriots fan, if a Patriots, Patriots player, player. <laughs> comes on the show, I may change my mind. Yeah, but... I mean, yeah, I'll be neutral. I just a, a lot of lot of a lot of hate coming from Pittsburgh just because of New England always knocking us out of playoffs, our struggles against the Bruins in playoffs, and just in general for hockey. Um, Red Sox, it's I don't really care, and the Celtics, I just like the Heat. So, but so, so you're picking you're you're. Going back to what we we're talking about, you're picking the Jags for Thursday night football. Uh, yes, I am. And is there any reason beyond they are hot? Um. Well, I think if the Jets, um, they, I think if the Jets, more or less, um, if they start, um, Zach Wilson, then, um, I, I don't think they're gonna play all that well compared to like putting in Mike White I think the Jets are a decent team but I think that right now they haven't been playing the best football um out of all of them I think the Jacksonville Jaguars have looked really really strong right now I think Trevor Lawrence is I feel like Trevor Lawrence is really coming into being a quarterback even with a team like Jacksonville who I wouldn't say is like very offensively crazy good that you'd be surprised that they're not doing well um I think he's really coming into his own I mean he's been just I think he's been playing good um, and I think the Jets with the quarterback switch ups, I think it's really screwing up the team. I think they need to, I think they just need to stick with one, whether it's health or not. I mean, I, I don't think they should swap around too much. I think if Mike White is healthy this week, I think they should bench Zach Wilson. Um, or if they want to just keep running with Zach Wilson, he should finish out the season unless he gets hurt. Because if you put in Zach Wilson this week and then Mike White next week and then Mike White finishes out, it's just, it's going to cause problems because the offense has to – and that's the problem that I'm also seeing with the Steelers is Zach you're seeing Wilson's inconsistency. Starting. Oh, is that confirmed? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so if Zach, so with Zach Wilson starting, Mike White is obviously whether he's hurt or not. Okay. Well, then finish out the season with Zach Wilson because if you – if the Jets are actually like going to roll with Zach Wilson, you got to get him used to it because even the Steelers – organize it like it's really hard for players to I mean even with backup quarterbacks going in I mean it's not going to be easy for Gardner Minshew to go in this week or even Nick Foles to go in this week and be like you know oh I'm gonna have to just rally this offense like you haven't played with this offense at all I mean maybe a little bit in the preseason but it's never the same team that you play with every single time because like when Kenny Pickett was playing in the preseason he was throwing to like players that aren't even on the team right now they're like on the practice squad so it's just like it's very hard to compare how he played in pre these quarterbacks played in preseason compared to like now because they're different players. There's just there's just a lot more to it. Um, I think changing around the quarterback too much is going to make the wide receivers and everybody just like not not. I mean, it's still the same coordination and stuff, same offensive coordinator and stuff, but I think it's still going to be a little bit of a struggle. So, and I think Gardner Minshew and Nick Foles and um, 
or going in this week, they're going to have a little bit of a struggle at first. And I think, I think they'll get their feet wet and I think they'll be fine, but maybe not as much Nick Foles, but I think Gardner will be fine because he has a lot heavier of an offensive team. Whereas Indianapolis is still struggling on some points. You're missing Jonathan Taylor now. Um, but that's for a different discussion. Uh, I still think Jacksonville is going to do better just because they're really, they're just developing as a team better. And I think the jets are kind of been very up and down and they're not clutching up these games. And uh, there's some, I feel like there's just something missing with the jets and I just wish I knew what it was for them, but I, I don't know. There's just something, something's missing. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, the chemistry is huge for a team and because the Jets, I mean, they've played with both quarterbacks, but like we've both noted, that confusion is there. I'm going to go with the Jags as well. They're coming off of a huge win against the Cowboys, which are phenomenal defense. Dan Quinn's really got those boys going down there in Dallas. Uh, they've got 35 Philly cheesesteaks they've been eating that were, I don't know if you saw that, but the Eagles organization sent 35 Philly cheesesteaks to Doug Peterson and the Jacksonville Jaguars for beating the Cowboys. Yeah, so, I did not hear that. Um, That's freaking awesome. That's awesome. No, yes, that happened. Uh, so they're, the Jacksonville Jaguars are well-fed right now. They're coming off of a big win. They are now in contention for the AFC South, so they need this win. Jets also need this win, but I do think that chemistry, that's, that might be a problem for them if it's not there. So we'll have to see uh, Thursday night on Amazon Prime. I'm not plugging for them. I'm just telling you where the game is. Yeah, Prime. Um, let's go. Amazon Prime. We're not sponsored. If Amazon Prime wants to sponsor us, though, I will say that every every episode. But... Um, this has been a rare hour-long episode, so I'm going to go ahead and end, end this. It, yeah. If if you enjoyed the show, then go follow us on Instagram at nobuts underscore show. Got a couple new followers. That was awesome. Also have posted a few new things on there. Um, Truss's face is all over there, so you can see the toxicity. Uh, email is wow. bullmoosepodcast2 at gmail.com. And then, of course, Twitter, Josh underscore butts underscore 2001, where you can see me pretty much live tweeting games, what's going on. If you enjoy that type of thing, I also tend to post random country music lyrics. So if you like that, go follow me on Twitter. Um, That's going to be all for today's show. Hope you all enjoyed. Please uh, give us a rating. Five stars preferred. Like, share, subscribe, follow whatever platform you're listening to us on. I hope everyone has a great, uh, what is today? Wednesday. Wednesday, I hope everyone has a great Wednesday and Thursday. If you're in the, if you're in the way of this giant snowstorm, that's apparently coming in, stay safe. Uh, it's the storm of the decade, according to the news outlets, but we'll see you all again on Friday, the 50th anniversary of the immaculate reception. But until then, see ya.